Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special episode of The Chat. It is the show for all of you fans of NBC's Days of Our Lives. We are counting down our top five ways to fix the show, and we'll be exploring everything from characters from the past, the current cast, the writing, the producing, all of it. Before we hop into things, however, let's check in on our co-host. Alan, how are you? I'm good excited to be only have free people on the Zoom and not be talking about talk shows at all. <laughs> Go sit and eat a pickle or something. <laughs> How you doing, darling? Ooh, besides the sprained toe, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry to hear about that. <laughs> Ooh, what happened? I don't know. I was I was I was out and about with my boyfriend on, on Sunday and I and I was wearing these new slides I got from Old Navy. I should have known some of the bitches was only nine dollars, but <laughs> I think I got something called turf toe, and it's like where the ball of your foot for your big toe is like you bend it up too much, and you put too much weight as you're walking, like you know. Ooh. My shit is sore as hell. Child, you're gonna be like Mariah when she fell in Chancellor Park, uh, for real, <laughs> or when or when Hillary tripped her. Well, tripped <laughs> me, yeah. For months of that. God, that was so stupid. But anyway, back to NBC. We did promise our listeners just now that this would be a day show. So let's get into, you know, the hourglass hour. So anyway, first, let's start by discussing the sizzling summer promo. So, of course, Days of Our Lives is always known for releasing an extended summer and fall promo. The summer promo is out, and holy smoke, we have so much to talk about. And speaking of smoke, they promised us that a fire is coming. So right away, we see uh, some things as the promo kicks off. We uh, see that a fire is going to be started in a cabin, perhaps, when a lantern drops to the ground. Uh, we're seeing the Jake, Cabby, uh, Kate triangle continue. And we see a new coupling rising up in Gwen and Xander. So, Alan, right away in those first few seconds of the promo, are you excited for any of those three things from just the first few seconds? Well, I'm excited for the ass grabbing. That that intrigued you right away. Like, like right <laughs> for it. Handful of the brain Ash's ass. Alan, I feel as though you're going to make a deep fake of you in the video <laughs> replacing Camila <laughs> Banis. <laughs> and then uh Tiggs, what about you? Out of those three things so far, uh, are you excited for anything? Did any of those grab your attention? <laughs> Lord, I thought that was Elon Lonnie's house catching on fire. Cause they showed them before the damn um fire broke. I'm like, well, did y'all go <laughs> lose their house? Um Is their Melrose Place apartment. <laughs> right. Like I I mean, yeah, uh, Jake and Gab, you looking cute and I won't just mess with Kate to end because we don't deserve this. Lauren Coswell don't deserve this. Let Jake, let Gabby God, have Jake. Serious. Because <laughs> Kate is just coming off as some desperate ass old fool. Just no. I, I knew either she was faking that blindness or that damn amnesia or both. I knew that bitch was faking something. Mm -hmm. She just comes off as a desperate old woman and that is not Kate. So let's just move past this. I agree. Um, 
I'm certainly excited for, like uh, Alan mentioned, the ass grabbing. Who doesn't love a little ass grabbing in the afternoon? Um, you know, days has kind of become the place for, you know, sexy soap opera again. So I'm very excited to see what they cook up there. Yeah, a little hot soap now because that used to be bold yeah. and beautiful, but not, well, Winfrey's gotten hotter now, Quinn and Carter, but right now, still mantle the hottest soap days. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. I mean, they, I, their scenes are, their sex scenes are back to being too risky for daytime. And I love, love, love it. It's very reminiscent to me of like days in the 90s with like, how Billy and Bo's scenes would get kind of too hot and stuff. And yeah, I love it. So I'm all about it. Because last um, year they had Xander kissing Sarah's ass literally. Yes, <laughs> which was my fave. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about couples because the next few seconds of the promos, we cut to lots and lots of potential hookups and breakups and makeups and everything. So we have Ava and Rafe, we have Philip, Chloe and Brady. We have what everybody's eyeing on for the summer, Lucas, Sammy, and EJ. Very excited about that. And of course, the Ben and Sierra saga continues. And oh, wait, there's another surprise. Greg Vaughn is back as Eric, as Nicole and Eric kind of rekindle their romance and are very confused about where they want to go. So Tiggs, let's go to you. What are you most excited for in terms of romance in Salem for the summer? Rafe and Ava, because I can't stand Rafe's ass, but if he got to be on my screen, put it with somebody he has chemistry with that I like, and that's Ava. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not excited about Eric, because I'm pretty sure Greg Vaughn is back for six weeks, just long enough for him to find out about Xander and Nicole, him slut-shaming Nicole, Aaron Zucker crying for a week, and here we are, when they can just wipe their ass both out and give them a happy ending. Nicole... Because Nicole doesn't matter anymore outside of Eric. I love Aaron Zucker, but she doesn't matter outside of him anymore because she hasn't been written correctly in 10 years. This whole, she's been a waste on this show since he left. She's, she's not Maggie. She's, she's who Maggie used to be in the 90s when she ran Tuck. No, that's why John couldn't stand her because she was so fucking no. That's all Nicole exists to be is self-righteous and no. It, it's like, no, because we know what's going to happen. Greg Vaughn ain't signed no contract. He not staying. Queen Sugar's still doing just fine. He ain't staying. He just came to wrap this shit up. It's a waste of time. I know we had this talk in uh, the group chat before the show of how, like, Nicole has kind of ran her course as a character so many times over, in my opinion, um, which... By the way, before y'all come for me, has nothing to do with Ariadne Zucker because we were also wishful casting her on the other three up in that group chat as well. But, you know, I think writers, which we'll get into later, definitely need to accept that characters, no matter their longevity on a show, do have a beginning, a middle, and an end. And Nicole's reached that end. I mean, all she serves is as a talk to now. That's it. And yeah, like you said, I mean, if she was still... If she was still drunk and walking around with her dog Pookie, it would be different. It's like they, it, it's like I don't know because you can't blame it on Holly because even even before Holly, she started becoming born. So it was just like you know you can be you can have a kid and still be a shit starting bitch. So look at Sammy. Sammy got grandchildren. So it's like I mean they just don't write her correctly. 
Nicole exactly. only became popular because she became a bitch. Arian Zucker learned how to act, and she became a bitch. The minute Kate paid her ass $5 million to Mary Lucas to get custody of Will, that's Loved when it. she became popular. And when she Not was popular with Victor... And when she yeah. was trying to kill Victor. <laughs> like yeah. She was not popular when she first came to the show. And no, they she pretty was. much gave her, and they gave her Billy Reed's backstory. Like she wasn't popular, but the minute they made her a drunk, boozy bitch, she was popular. Exactly. And that and the they boring was when they paid her with Daniel. That's when it really started. Yeah, and then they That's started they giving her, her all bitch. Annie Dutton's old storylines from The Guiding Light. You know, how she kept that baby up in her and framed Jennifer for pushing her down the pier stairs. And then she went crazy. And then she had baby rabies for a good 10 years. And I mean, that's all Nicole's purpose is on this show, sadly. Like, Mm -hmm. no writer really understands the character of Nicole anymore. Um, But Alan, let's go to you. What are your thoughts on the potential couples of Salem this summer? I'm excited for EJ, Sammy, and Lucas. I've decided I'm going to become accustomed to Dan Fergalicious' face, or whatever his last name is. So, yeah, I've, I'm going to learn to love that face. I've decided. So, hopefully it's good, and hopefully he fits in the role. The screen test with Alice Sweeney looked good. Yeah, the mm. screen test looked fantastic. I think, like I said, I think he just needs a beard. If they give him a full beard, he'll be fine. Yeah, he has one of those faces where he just looks better with a beard. He needs a beard, yep. Yeah, which I think, you know, when we see his older pictures, when he did have the facial hair, it just, like, fills him out more. Um, and it, he kind of looks more intimidating with it, too. So I'm yeah, all for the facial hair. He, he has a fuller face than James Scott. James yeah. Scott had a slimmer face, and he had a more chiseled, defined face. Yeah. He has a fuller face, and you, like me, I got a full face. I like a pedophile without a um beard. So I'm I like I need my facial hair. <laughs> so yeah. That's oh, all. Jesus I'm Christ. excited too. It, it's time for EJ to come back. It's been seven years. It's time for him to come back. He got the accent. He got the height. Allison Sweeney has chemistry with a bottle of liquid plumber. So she'll be fine. I no. want to see his interactions with Abigail. When, when uh, Marcy Miller come off of that damn maternity leave, she better sit on EJ's face because Chad's been getting on my fucking nerves. Ron has fumbled the bat with that character. He is the worst written character under Ron, bar none. The worst written. Now, and I Ron did have a good laugh. On Chad. Chad is, ever since Ron started, Ryan's Ride has been shitty ever since. Mm-hmm. Oh, Chad is very much like the Liam of that show. Like, yeah. he just, he's an idiot. Yeah, basically, yes. I mean, He's no longer like the hot shot, you know, businessman that he once was. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like since they've been back from the whole chatty, the chatty, Chad and Abby in Paris thing, web series that was so great and that I love. It's like those two characters just haven't really found their way back onto the day's canvas in an okay way. Like, I feel like together they're still struggling and Chad and Abby right now, for me, are better apart than they are together. Yeah, they need to break up. They haven't been broken up in a long time. They need in a to long break time, up. yeah. And even before the, the web series, it was still bad. Because what they need to do is, the only way for this to make sense is if Chad comes to the realization, like, he's never forgiven Abigail for the things she's done because of her mental illness. It's not right. 
but there are plenty of people who deal with that in marriages and with family members. They like they cause so much turmoil because of their mental illness. And you 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 don't want to be mad at them because they can't help it. But it's like you're mad. Like yet again, she didn't like her ass of off that. because she can't handle life and left them with mm-hmm. them badass kids. Like, let Chad be mad about that. Look, look, I'm tired of you running off. I ain't never ran off on you and these motherfucking kids. But every couple of months, you can't handle some shit and hit a fuck you go. Laura dead and gone snaggy that ran off to Boston to be with your mom. I'm tired of that shit. Like, just let him be. Yes, he'll come off as an asshole, but it'd be better than him just, oh, I'm going to make sure Gwen's okay after she ruined my life. Oh, what is that? That's stupid. Like, what? Well, and I feel like all of Ron's roadblocks from them have never been fully fleshed out stories. And again, we'll get into writing more, but I feel like they still haven't discussed the Dario stuff at length. I feel like they still haven't discussed when she was hit by the car at length. I feel like they still haven't fleshed out any of the Stefan stuff at length. No, or her faking her death for six months. Yes, her faking the death. I feel like they still haven't explored... um, the whole Gabby and Abby, are they enemies? Are they friends? What happened with that triangle with Chad, Abby, and Gabby? And then, like, they really, in my opinion, have not explored Abby's psychological damage from Jake coming onto the canvas with Stefan's face and then mm-hmm. his brother and then doing all that. Like, there are so many plot holes where they're both like psychologically damaged and. They just haven't explored that. Like, that's the thing with this couple is they haven't explored the trauma of how they got to where they are now. Because Ron Rogers and Ryan Lamb easily forgiving each other for all those things exactly. instead of really exploring that. That's, oh, yeah, I love you, I love you, mama. And it's over. Which I would rather see 37 minutes of an episode filled with them actually having an honest discussion about yeah. those things. I mean, that's an Emmy reel right there you give them um not just special episodes you work it in organically to -to day-to-day matters you got to fill 260 episodes with something and so fill it with what a couple would talk about if this really happened to them and yeah it might require scenes that are you know 10 pages long instead of two pages because you're content with doing what's called drive-by scenes where it's two characters who go Hey, how are you? Oh, I'm doing good. Next scene. You know, no, we need fully fleshed out daytime drama scenes to explore this couple. I feel like Ben and Sierra have kind of gotten those scenes, especially when she was in the hospital uh, with the amnesia after the secret room exploded. But I feel like your tentpole couple, what you advertise as your tentpole couple, have not gotten that. And they need those scenes. They do. And and it's not like I can't do it. Lord knows. Y'all, it's good for the budget. So it's like, out of every couple, like, they think that we would be bored seeing couples go to counseling. No, we're not. When you have a couple as fucked up as Chad and Abigail, that's good, idiots. That's good. No, we don't don't want to see Steve and Kayla in counseling. No, we want to see these messy motherfuckers in counseling. We want to see Chad get mad at Abigail like, this marriage has always been about you. Before I can even process something going on with me, Abigail, something wrong with her. Somebody trying to kill her. Somebody trying to rape her. Somebody trying to take over her life. It's yes, always something it's with Abigail. Hard. It's never about Chad. 
Chad needs to say that, like, I never have time for myself. I got to worry about these kids, and I got to mm-hmm. fucking worry about you all the fucking time. You and your fragile mental state. I'm tired of that shit. <laughs> yeah, hire you hire Courtney Simon to put on a cardigan. You put him in that blue office. You give her a notepad and a pen. They sit on a couch, and she goes, "How does that make you feel?" It's not that hard. Yeah, and like the whole episode with flashbacks. Yes, the easiest of soaps can do this. I even love on, and I promise I won't try and mention so many other soaps um, because they're going to be like, "Oh, why aren't you talking about Marlena?" Anyway. Um, when Sharon and Ray on Y&R had their couple scenes in therapy, I even love those. And they have not had as much shit going on as Chad and Abigail have. So if the worst of soaps right now can do that scene well with three actors in a the room, then I'm sure Days of Our Lives, who has devoted years and years of storyline for Chad and Abigail, can find a way to do marriage counseling scenes. And like you said, you know how much money that would save if y'all just did a whole episode of that? So <laughs> like, much <crap>. money. <laughs> like, so much money. So just do it. Exactly. I, 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 I don't understand it. Because like when Marcy no. Miller comes back from maternity leave, I'm pretty sure she'll probably be back sometime this month. And we will probably. see Abigail. We will see Abigail till October 7th. But like, <laughs> I mean, because then at that point, by the time we see Abigail again, Abigail has been gone for about six months. Okay. Then yeah, she go- she's going to be in the fall promo. <laughs> right. So it's just, and, and see, that's no thing, days. Don't get too far ahead again. I don't want to do that shit again with y'all. Because we, what, four months ahead? I, I'll take that. But that eight, nine months shit, don't do that shit no more. I'll give you five months at the most. I'll give yeah, you a whole don't, don't, don't do that damn there a year ahead shit. No. You can't, you can't course correct when some shit don't work if you're that far ahead. so as the promo went on it had a few last minute surprises uh so we are getting a sore-assed johnny demera uh we have a dead body in the local lake we have crazy jan spears wielding a knife we have xander strangling a person and we have a surprise at paulina's 227 suite so alan let's go to you and these last minute surprises, what are you most looking forward to? I'm looking forward to Soros Johnny because he does look like he could be the son of Sammy EJ. And we have mm-hmm. we don't know what Johnny's been doing. So is he more of an EJ or is he more of a Sammy? Or is he more of like combined? No because God, either troublemaking. I would call him trouble. And the only woman yeah. on that show like in fucking Chanel because he's late to everyone else. <laughs> I want him to fuck his way through Salem. I want him to be the his worst. Are limited, Casey. <laughs> yeah, oh like yeah. Well, if yeah. he's not eighteen, if he's eighteen, he can do that. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, he's yeah. 20, so he's in his early twenties. Okay. Yeah. Then there you go, child. Get him going. Look, JJ came on to the scene from boarding school, and he was sniffing coke off Teresa's ass. So yeah, like no, yeah, he's grown because yeah, Allie has her college degree, so they're around like twenty-two. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Johnny, I want him causing so much trouble. Yeah, because, because I mean, Allie, Allie's she's just nice. really bitching. Yeah, Allie's bitching when she's talking to Sammy, boo-hoo. But yeah, that's all I said this months ago, though. I'm like, Allie ain't much of a problem, so Johnny better be a fucking train wreck. Because I'm just like... Which is such a shame, because when Allie originally came on, there was so much hope for that character. 
and she got bogged down in that terribly told social issue story and she should have been hell on wheels like Sammy and yeah they really messed up the alley character in my opinion so I'm going to be interested to see if they can redeem that I mean look Sammy's got 19 kids to choose from so if you screw up one you can bring another one on real easily yeah like I I knew they were going to do something with Johnny like it's a twin thing on soaps like there needs to be a stable one and a a crazy one so he got to be the crazy one because Allie's pretty stable so whole and like yeah anybody else gonna be with but Chanel on the cams he related to everybody fucking else (laughs) so no nine times out of ten they probably gonna bring on a new character what the fuck they need to do is bring on Chloe's little sister Joy but of course not. That makes too much fucking sense. <laughs> so we'll get, we'll get, we'll get, we'll get, uh, Allison Fingerbanger, some day player that he'll kiss up on for a couple of months. I'm just like, oh God. Cause they never do anything <laughs> we want. We went through hell. We screamed for Sarah Horton for 20 years. We get her and then you write her out for no fucking reason. Now we stuck with Xander reverting back to form. Was everything alive with Sarah? Because as soon as she was out the picture, that motherfucker went right back doing what he was doing. Did he not mean anything? Did the character not have any growth? Or even if you did, but even if you did create a new character, like have her or him, who knows, be um, like the son or daughter of somebody we know that's been off the canvas for a while. Like, you know what I mean? Because I think what Days of Our Lives usually forgets is that they have all these generations of people who are no longer on the show anymore, who are no longer discussed, but we know those names if they bring them up. So, you know, they really, um, if you do create new characters, I'm always like, okay, have them be the child of somebody that we've always known. You know, um, why can't Brandon Walker have a child or something? So, I mean, Give me a little bit more substance yeah. add to the it would, Yeah, it would be nice if, you know, Brandon, Brandon could have a kid. Like I said, it could be Chloe's little sister, Joy. Hell, if they got to, they could pull another Lockhart out of their ass. I Honestly. mean, they never brought it up. Well, we know that um, Bonnie does have Connor. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, oh, that could be a thing. What if Connor comes back in Connor's trance? Like, it could be any fucking thing. Like, you know, like, Bam! Now, that's a and Tiggs, I wish they would do that because that's a real that's a great twenty something. That's real. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're gonna, gonna do so that on Saved by the Bell, the reboot, which they've done already. And so, do it on NBC's Days of Our Lives. They, they would really really fuck that up if you did, lad. Probably. <laughs> the transgender person would be impersonated by Kristen. No, I think, I, no, I think Ron would do a good job. I mean, it can't get no worse. I'm sorry, Days fans, but it can't get no worse than Zarfone on my children. I wanted to walk. I want to beat Mickey Mouse's ass when they let all my children do that Zarf story. But um, yeah, like I said, that could be a situation. We haven't seen Connor since he was a little boy, and they built a Habitat Humanity for Humanity House for me and them. He was a little boy. So we don't know anything about Connor. Connor could come back as Kendra. Like, you know, Johnny and Kendra. You find a a beautiful young trans actress that has chemistry with that little boy, and the fans will eat it up. Even the people. And actually make the actress, yeah. Have it actually be a real trans. A real trans actress. I can see the headlines now. Days would get so much great publicity out of that. They would. 
and first even the big transactor of daytime. Yeah, if if yeah, don't don't do it like GH that just they just that poor woman that plays Terry. They just trot her out for. Isn't that awful? Oh my god, that is like, so awful. She's been on that show for terrible. two years. Terry ain't had no man. All we know is that she's Elizabeth's best friend. Because Sandra James is a legitimate good actor. Like yes, she's a legitimate like, actor who has credits to her name, who knows her craft like the back of her hand. She's great in scenes with Becky Herbs. I just I don't get it. GH did that shit to check a box. Yes, they did. But no. But yeah, like I said, like, you know, Connor could be trans. They could put them together because you got to think hard, Casey, because everybody's fucking related. Everybody's a Brady or a Dan Horton or because he, <laughs> he's a Hort, He's a Horton. He's a Brady and a fucking Demare. So it's just it's shit. <laughs> so it's God, like, he's going to be. Man. He gonna have to visit other soaps. He gonna have to go to Genoa okay. City. Okay. Like, like, yeah, it's like if they don't bring on Connor and make the him first train, multi-network soap crossover. <laughs> yeah, if they don't bring on Connor and make him trans, or like you said, give Brandon a teenage, well, not a teenage, a, a daughter in her early twenties, which I'd be all up for because Sammy was always up in Brandon's business because he came right along towards the end of the whole Carrie Austin Sammy years. And he fit right in so effortlessly. So oh, I love Sammy and Brandon. Because Me too. Before, oh yeah. Before EJ, before EJ, he was the only person that accepted Sammy for who she was. Mm-hmm. Lucas always trying to change her, but now they didn't got old, and he know he just trifling that she is, and he okay now. But yeah, like he didn't try to change Sammy. I loved them together. Oh yes. Yeah. But yeah, I can't. Th- I can't think of anybody else they could ask me to bring back. That could be in that age range that he ain't related to because everybody else is good. You know what? They could have him in a relationship with his glass eye, <laughs> which they'll probably never bring up. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely um interested to see though how they'll uh kind of end Jan's story and stuff. Um, I'm not as excited as I thought I would be for the whole Philip Chloe Brady stuff. Do you guys agree? I'm not really excited for that. No, I'm excited. I'm excited for Philip to get his woman because everybody, well, we, we want Brady with Chloe. They don't. It's not that they don't have chemistry. They're okay, but it's kind of like it was when she was with Daniel. It's just two pretty people together. Yeah. No, exactly. Philip and Chloe have the heat. They have the history, and they've never had a full fair shot, and they deserve that. Because what was the point of bringing Jay and Jonathan back for? You're not doing anything with Philip. Mm-hmm. Brady, y'all can bring back Teresa for, for Brady's ass. Him yeah. and Chloe don't need to be together. Because that's the that's always the default. Well, okay, this is the first time they ever did him and Chloe, because any other time, he'll just default back onto Nicole. But it's just like, no, just give Brady somebody new or bring back Teresa. Brady needs to go take care of his kids. That's what Brady. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like, here. where's Tatum Todd? Right. Honestly, I wouldn't mind if they fired Eric Marshall. Just give him a br- six months break or something. You know, days fires don't last. Alan, I totally agree with you, and I love Eric Marshall. I do, honey. The first time I met that man, he was so pretty I couldn't take my eyes off of him. He gives us the best hugs, handshakes, has a great laugh. But yeah, Brady, he has, he has, no he has big tits. <laughs> Exactly. And it's, and it's like, and that's my whole thing. He had a good romance. Kristen was right there, but no, y'all wanted to write her into another fucking corner. And the Kristen and Brady scene was fantastic in the interrogation room. 
Oh, that was so yeah. good. Because so she good. went through all this for nothing to fight. Bitch, he wants you. So why do you have this obsessive bullshit going on? This motherfucker actually want to be with your crazy ass. But you can't stop kidnapping bitches. So, like, and I love uh, that you know that was a great whoever wrote the script for that day. I really don't know who it is, so I'm sorry, Days Writing Team, because you've got 58 staff writers, but uh, <laughs> you're like friends, the sitcom, it's a new writer every darn day. Um, but it's like I loved that scene, and I want more of that. Like, them mm-hmm. having that scene in the interrogation room was like a fully realized, full circle moment over almost a decade of drama. I mean, this shit's been playing out for them since 2013. And so it it was just so great to have that. Um, And I need more of that. But, you know, if they're not going to give more of that for the character of Brady, then there's no reason for him to be on canvas right now. Yeah, because because it's not interesting seeing him jump from woman to woman to woman to woman to woman. It's like, no, actually build something. Yes. Build something for him and somebody else. Like, because Eric Marsoff ain't going nowhere. They're not going to write Brady out. The, the most we got was when he was going for them two months last summer. When he helped Chris <laughs> to flee the country. They was going for two months. So, I, I, I yeah. I just, I'm, yeah. Drake will never be single on the show. I don't think he's ever been single for longer than what, five months? And, and they need to, I really don't need, think so. They no. need to delve into that. Like, he needs to become more of a single father, raising Rachel, being in contact with Teresa. And like I said, it's time to bring Teresa back. I don't want no damn Jen Lily. Let her ass stay over there doing Hallmark Channel or whatever the hell she doing. Kimberly, um, Kimberly J. Brown. Kimberly Wait, J. Brown. Alan, I'm on board with it. Okay, I, I said that on Twitter. Kimberly J. Brown can make a good Teresa Donovan. I'll take her. Yeah, Brittany Underwood. It would be like, good. I, yeah, I could take any one of them. I just want a shit starting brunette. Because <laughs> I, I like Brady. I like Brady with Teresa. Oh yeah, so, that like, was yeah. my favorite pairing. Of they them. have they have history together, and then you got the whole added thing that he's fucking around with Eve too. You know, yeah. just stuff like that. Because, like, like you said, it's not interesting seeing him jump from woman to woman, and they can. That's another psychological thing. He has mommy issues because of Isabella. Tap into that. Yes, you know, he's had mother a mother figure in Marlena. He loves Marlena, but that's not his mother. You know, he has a, a step-grandmother in Maggie, well, And it was always difficult mother. because Marlena had kids of her own to raise. In between being dead, being microchip, being the devil, being a serial killer, being on America's Most Wanted list, you know, she still had other kids to raise at that point. Right, and, and then when it came to John, he dealt with years of Christmas bullshit. Exactly. So, you know, I mean, you know, so, and then, good Lord, the way Victor's treated him, Jesus Christ. So <laughs> it's just like, that boy, he, you know, he hasn't, he was literally thrown into life without a life raft. I mean, the, the, it could be a situation where Brady can blame himself. Like, Well, that's where the know, drugs like, kind of started, too. Yeah, like, they, they could, it could be a situation where Brady has always, a part of him has always blamed himself. Like, if my mother would have got the treatment she needed and got rid of me, she would still be here. I'm Stacy Grease is still a good. She ain't doing shit. Bring her back for an episode or two with a white nightgown on and let her, you know, pat his ass or something, tell him it's okay or something like that. I mean, Ooh, let just, me play Isabella. So I'll, pat, I'll pat his ass. Let me play Isabella. I'll hop in there. 
<laughs> seeing you in a wig with a white teddy on talking about, oh, my love, lay, on, lay your head on my bosom, Bray. Play it right here. I'll pay cash money to see that shit. Look, due to illness, the role of Isabella. Hey, mommy. <laughs> there we go. Look, I'll play anywhere. I'll play Maggie. Look, I'll throw my hands up like Suzanne Rogers did two years ago. Oh, Lord. See, look, I can cry too. Suzanne Rogers, best watch out. At. She got competition. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's get in now. Uh, we talked about the promo, but let's get into the top five ways to fix days. Uh, for those who tuned into our top five ways to fix wind our episode, um, it's kind of going to follow the same format. Uh, we'll be talking about a character we would like to return a storyline we need to uh, think ends, um, a storyline we think needs to end, excuse me, uh, a character who's most in need of a storyline. We're going to talk about the executive producing and the head writing of the show, and we're also going to talk about what we're most excited for and what we want the show to continue to explore. So let's hop into things. A uh, character who you most think needs to return, Alan, will begin with you. Stephanie Johnson, because Steve and Kayla are just sitting around with their thumbs up their butts doing nothing. When they have actual children out there, Joey and Stephanie, they're just out there doing nothing, doing nothing with them. It's dumb. Come on, Brianna Lane. <laughs> okay. Yeah, she'd be great. Yeah, and she would be you perfect. Put, you could put... Stephanie back with Philip or something like that. They don't want to do Chloe or something, or put her with Brady. Yeah, totally. There's a lot of prospects for that character. Um, and I always liked the character of Stephanie, um, even when they brought her back under Shelly Hennig. Um, so I'd totally be up for her returning. And to be quite honest, I'm actually surprised that Ron hasn't had that character back full time since he's been the writer of the show. Um, so yeah, she would be great for kind of that teen set that's now at a more um, mature stage of their life, trying to figure things out. So I would enjoy that. Yeah. I mean, and Steve and Kayla, like, they're the only super couple on the damn show without grandkids. Yeah. Shockingly. Um, Tiggs, what about you? Character uh, who needs to return? Uh, I was going to say Stephanie. He took it from me. Um... When it comes to characters, uh, I, I guess like a, if like you want to if you want to say Stephanie again, that's no. Well, I mean, no. I mean, I, I want to be you know different too. But I mean, I mean, Adam. Well, trust me, you are, you are different. So, <laughs> but no, I would say maybe Andrew Donovan. We haven't seen Andrew as an adult. You know, he's Shane and Kim's son. They could put him with Gwen. They could put him wait. Yeah, they could put it with Gwen, they could put it with Abigail. Definitely. Yeah, he would yeah. be yeah. another good one. Yeah, I don't mind that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, yeah, they, they could do all types of stuff with Andrew Donovan. Um, so yeah, it could be Andrew. I mean, in terms of an older character, Hope has to be recast. I don't care. Even if she's back for a little while to, to wrap the story up, or like you got Greg Bond back, you get Christian Alfonso back for a few weeks. And you wrap that character story up. I don't like the way Hope was written out. I don't like that she wasn't back when Sierra came back. I don't like that. No. And Jennifer needs to be back. Katie McClain, the Jennifer that's vaccinated, needs <laughs> to be back on that damn campus. It's ridiculous that, that Jennifer's not there. It, it's stupid. Like, 
her and Mike stuck in probate court over Lauren. Like, why is she still involved? This don't even make sense. It's stupid. I, I, I like, ugh. like, I get it with Victor and Maggie. Suzanne Rogers and John Anderson are of a certain age. COVID was going on. I, I get that. Sure, whatever, whatever. But why isn't Jennifer there? Now, it, it, yeah. They need to wrap Hope's story up. They need to bring Jennifer back. Yeah, the Andrew Donovan. That's all I can think of. Who do you think they should bring back, Katie? Oh, well, funny you should ask. Um, I actually, okay. <laughs> I'm surprised I've gotten it down to one name because I actually, there were so many names going on in my head. And that's just like the type of show Days of Our Lives is. I mean, Days has so, so, so many characters. And so to try and pick one, it was really difficult. But I'm going to go with uh, Carrie. Um, I think Carrie definitely needs to be back in Salem. I would honestly kill Austin off and have her return to town to be with family and kind of realizes that she wants to stay and open up a practice in Salem. And, you know, you do have Sammy back on the canvas. Uh, Christy and Allie are always golden scenes together, no matter what they do. And I just feel like, you know, a lot of people on Twitter, a lot of our listeners were saying right away that they do want more Brady's on the canvas and that they do want that family more present and more dominant in story again. Um, and I feel like, you know, Carrie is just one of those characters that always kind of easily binds parts of the show together. Uh, so yeah, I would totally want Carrie back on the show, but. Oh, who Carrie you paired with? Who was you gonna be sitting on new AG, EJ's face? No, Straight. oh no. <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I'm tired of Fern saying me sharing men. No. No. <laughs> no. I, I kind of wouldn't mind it. <laughs> I oh, really wouldn't Lord. mind it. I just, to see it, yeah. I mean, it happens. I mean, you know, Sammy is, and, you know, she's all about Lucas right now. And she's having very little <laughs> regard for you know burn victim ej who isn't burn victim anymore um but yeah so i kind of would not mind testing the waters of carrie and ej especially with the new ej in town um but yeah i would totally want carrie back but no austin uh, sorry you know uh, that, that character can die obviously. yeah because <laughs> I, I i was never I know they were popular, but I was never a big Carrie and Austin fan back in the day. I liked Austin with Greta. I even liked him with Sammy. I didn't really care for him and Carrie. I liked Carrie with Mike. <laughs> like, I just, I I just didn't. I liked I Carrie. Them. I never got the whole appeal of Carrie and Austin. I liked Carrie and Austin very early on at the beginnings when he was still played by Patrick. Um, but I don't know, as time went on and things got very convoluted and the whole Sammy, Carrie, Austin stuff, um, and, you know, like Sammy raping Austin and then the whole Will storyline, sure, that was good television, but I don't know, I just, like you, Tiggs, I never really felt Carrie and Austin had to be the end-all, be-all. Yeah. I really didn't. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't kill Austin off because, I mean, when we saw her, when Caroline died, her and Austin were separated. They can just get divorced. So, because that's that's when she finally slept with Rafe. So oh, yeah, yes. like, <laughs> yeah, like they were they were separated at that point. So I mean, I guess that's fine. 
And then they got that baby. I always forget about Noah. Um, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I wouldn't mind Carrie being back. You know, Anna pops in and out here and there. She could have more scenes with her mama. You know, she got three parents there with John, Marlena, and Roman. So, yeah, I wouldn't mind that. That'd be cute. I mean, hell, her her and Belle could have a law firm together. Exactly. SOS, Sisters of Sammy. I don't know. Shit. <laughs> Well, the name needs a little bit of work, so why don't you? You, get you, back you know, you, you you know, you got to be fucked up. Sammy got to be fucked up to have two sisters as lawyers. What inspired you to be a lawyer, my sister? Oh, and you know what? Their you? first thing could be taking down the black market baby organizations okay. or a bell. Shit, champion bells fight. <laughs> um. So let's talk about uh, some kind of lackluster stories, some stories that just are not working for us. Tiggs, what is a story you would want dropped and why? I'm glad Chris's story over. Like, it, it was so stupid. It never made sense. Susan would never, ever switch places with Kristen for no amount of time. Nobody in their right mind would. And then her going to the police station to confront Chris, and that was stupid. Because then Chris and Lana said, oh, we can be friends. We can be friends. Susan never wants to be no friends. <laughs> this is stupid. Like, yes, yeah, Susan was always a little childlike and naive. But she just wasn't downright a fucking idiot. Especially not at 50, be, having grandchildren. This is bullshit. And then that's another thing. Like now, EJ is coming, but Stacey Hyde was gone. Susan couldn't have shared no scenes with EJ. She couldn't have shared no scenes with Johnny. Like this is stupid. Which makes me really sad because I was so looking forward to those scenes with EJ's introduction. I was so so looking forward to them. Yeah, but yeah, that that Christmas story. I, like like I always say with Dave, the storylines aren't too terrible, but the execution is always terrible. Like, yeah. it's like Ron has a perfectly good gumbo, but he always got the overseas. He always oversalt it, you know? Yeah. One Ron. time Ina Garten said, I was watching Barefoot Contessa one day, and Ina said, if you don't salt as you cook, it's going to taste salty at the end. And that's Ron. He's not salting as he cooks. He just salts it off at the end and says, oh, we'll be fine. Let's scrape off the burnt parts. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's all, it's just, it, it's full of MSG. It is just all poorly MSG. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 the podcast. Like, like this is this is like it, this could have wrote itself. Like I said, Philip could have been in coots with Chris to keep Brady and Chloe apart. Chris Ooh. didn't have to break. He didn't have to. She didn't have to break out of jail. Tiggs, that would have been good. Like, like Philip could have been doing her dirty dealings. Yeah, because she could have found out about him funneling that damn money for Ava. From Ava. Yeah. And she was like, oh, okay. And motherfucker, if you don't do this to me, I'm gonna tell your dad what you doing. And that <laughs> and continues that continues the Demara Kiriakis feud. That would have like reignited it. I always that hated that perfect. stupid feud. It never made sense. I hated that stupid. I know, man. Lord. I tell you what it though, never made was, sense. It's like, uh, okay. I was reading like, um an article, an old article about the whole when they did the Colleen Santos flashbacks for the Brady Demera feud. And I'm like, 
that don't make no sense. And the Kiriakis Tamara one don't no, make no sense. No, it don't make no sense. Stefano hated the Brady's because Roman was trying to take down his criminal organization. Yeah, his and mob ties. Do with the shit that happened decades ago. No, it didn't. And and like I said, it makes no sense. Like Stefano and Victor didn't really fuck with each other like that. But you mean to tell me he did all that to terrorize Von Holt, and it took until 2009 for Victor to be like, I'm sick of your shit. Like, no. <laughs> it's like, this is stupid. It never made sense. But yeah, like I said, it could have did that. It's just so much stuff that is just so poorly executed. Like, like the whole scene with Sarah. So she didn't left town, and Sarah just, they just left Sarah to ride on the island until October when they get Lindsay Godfrey back. Yeah, they'll, they'll, win. <laughs> yeah, she'll she'll come back the minute Xander impregnates Gwen. So I'm just like, this is so stupid. You had a popular couple with Xander and Sarah. You broke that up for what reason? For what fucking reason? None. Budget raises probably. They probably wanted to bring some people on. New EJ costs money. Especially uh, since he's got a primetime credit to his name. So I, I just uh, they just need better execution to these stories, child. They do. I will say, for in my opinion, when Days does a story, they don't miss beats in their stories. It's just they miss kind of better execution. Uh, yep. So I will say, you know, Days will always cover a beats in its stories, but how they roll those beats out and stuff and how they, you know, plate the presentation, that's where they kind of fall flat a little bit. Yeah, like well, with the whole week, like Kristen's blackmail attempt on Sammy and Lucas, that was weak. This is Samantha Jean we're talking about. You the mean to tell me Sammy couldn't have got up out like, like, Sammy couldn't have got up out of that shit? Even with Xander and Nicole, and, and Xander trying to blackmail Nicole. You, Nicole Walker can't get out of this shit? Like, this is stupid. It's weak blackmail attempts. She got away from Jennifer Landon and Rob Doringer. I'm sure she could get away from Kristen. <laughs> so I, I'm just like, I, it, it's just, it makes no sense. It's like, so what? Like, Lucas and Sammy just let Kristen run amok all over town because they didn't want EJ to find out that they slept together. Who the fuck cares? You and EJ having problems any goddamn way. Mm-hmm. And then it, it would have been. Sammy shot him in the head. Right. And then it would have been your word against Kristen. This is the same woman who tricked his mother into sitting in prison for her for like two months. Not just he even that. I he would have been more inclined to believe Sammy. This and is the same woman. If she would have saved Susan and got to Susan first and Susan would have sided with Sammy, she would have been fine. They would have bullied EJ and not believe in Kristen. Bam. This is the same woman. Kristen has been letting Susan take the fall for her schemes for decades, going all the way back to when Kristen lost that baby in Paris when she was pregnant by John and going all the way up to the Elvis wedding where Susan impersonated Kristen and her teeth flew out at the Demera mansion. I mean, see, and Tiggs, you brought up a great point. Yes, Susan has always been easy to manipulate, but she's not necessarily stupid. Like, they're treating Susan as though she can't even spell her own name. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not who Susan is. Susan was just a little easier to manipulate um, because she always wanted to see the good in people, um, especially, you know, when she and Marlena kind of became friends in Susan's eyes. But she was never a stupid woman. No, especially when, it came, especially when it came to Kristen. Exactly. 
because remember at the end of Alan Davis's run, Susan turned the table to the curse and got her stuck in that freaking harem. Yes. Yeah. She's not an idiot. Exactly. So Alan, let's go to you. What's a story that you're kind of wanting to be dropped on the show? I already know what I'm about to say. It's going to feed into the narrative that I hate old people and I, I'm like standing outside of Shady Pines <laughs> being like, die faster, old people. But yeah, they need to drop Kate entirely. Kate needs to die. Oh, entirely. shit. Damn. Damn. Well, yeah, I mean, she's, damn. She's tired. You're not, you're not going to put her back with Roman. Jeez. Or she's going to fix that or constantly. She just needs to die. I've tired of seeing all those scenes with Jake and all that. It's no, no, Shit, it's so a sad. cigarette, Alan. Shoot. Well, damn, I thought he was just I thought he was just gonna say drop Jake in, in Kate. I thought yeah, I, I would have agreed with him, but <laughs> I would have been like, damn. No. He was like, she needs to die. I was like, oh gee. He's like when uh Stefano was trying to get Marlena to not be the devil anymore, and he said, Die, demon, die. Lord I'll Jesus. Call a grandma needs to go. <laughs> I, I don't think I'm she needs sorry. to go. It's just they I don't think she needs Kate. to die. Ooh. They need to find Kate an age-appropriate romance. Quit throwing every 40-year-old that comes into town to her. Um, find her an age-appropriate romance, and I want her to have her own business. Let her bring back Countess Wilhelmina. Let her bring back Hearth and Home. I've never liked her being a part of that Demera bullshit. I never liked it. I still don't like it. So it's just, I no. Kate needs that to could really take that. That's interesting. That could really reset Kate if she decides, you know what, I'm tired of being under somebody's thumb, I'm going to do my business. I'm going to do yeah, what I want to Like, instead of her trying to always take scraps at the mirror, mm-hmm. it's like, no, she needs to go ahead and revamp Countess Wilhelmina or Hearth and Home and let her have her own business. Let her have her own money. You know, let her, not her living in the mayor mansion. No, even if she just make a nice little penthouse suite for her. Make a like a nice penthouse that they can afford that. Give her and Paulina penthouse sets they can swap furniture out and shit. Like they can do something like that for Kate. And give her age appropriate romance. They ain't gonna put her back room. I wish they would, but they not. So just find I wish they would too age. because that's the only time I've loved Josh Taylor's Roman is when he was with Kate. It's like just like just give her somebody age appropriate, give her, her own business back. And yeah, and be done with it. I'm tired of her and all these young ass men. Cause like I said, it's to the point now she just looks like a desperate ass granny. And I love like, Kate and Rafe, but you know, that's so far removed now from the story of the show. You know what I mean? So it's like even the men you want her to be with, it doesn't make sense story-wise anymore because it's been so long. Um, and I mean, yeah, it's just Kate is that weird character that is just kind of like a throwaway for a regime, even though she shouldn't be a throwaway. Uh, but damn, Alan. Alan's ready to beat her head to the white meat. He's ready for her to go. Okay. Well, awesome. is the only bet that's never been fired. Never been fired. Yeah, I know, right? Look, Laura Coslow escapes every contract. Okay. <laughs> Get your pocket change, girl. <laughs> um. For me, I kind of had like, not necessarily a story, but I had like a type of story that I think needs to stop being told. I think they need to stop with the mask and the amnesia stories. They have overpopulated and oversaturated this show ever since Ron began his run. 
I was okay with the Nicole Kristen mask story. I really liked that. It played into history kind of, especially when John was the one who got to unmask Kristen. But now it's just too much. Like, I literally feel like if Paulina calls Kristen a bitch, we gonna have Jacquet playing the role of Kristen for three months so she can impersonate her. Like, I just, enough. It's so annoying. And Tiggs, much like you, I was kind of happy that they're going to rest Kristen for a bit because I'm so over her always being the big bad for everything. Um, and then amnesia. I mean, Jack and uh, Jake and uh, Kate Will. and Will and everybody's had amnesia on the show lately. And it's so annoying. Um, now Sierra. Yes. Now Sierra. I mean, they're telling amnesia stories at the same time. I mean, that's how like annoying. It right, is. like because now Kate's faking amnesia to hold on to yeah. Ugh, Lord, I just I'm over it. Um, I was gonna put uh kind of like sexual assault stories on here, which I think they do need to stop telling them. Yes, you can't do them well. But I think every day's fan already kind of agrees on that. Yeah. Um, so I kind of just wanted to focus on these two. Um, because we've already days devoted... the rape soap. For the last like ten years, days have been the rape soap. It's it is, but yes. no, but yeah, but they they haven't told a rape story good since Sammy shot Alan in the dick almost thirty years ago. That's the last rape story they told decently. Everything else has been fucked up since then. Mm-hmm. They just need to stop doing it. Yeah, if you ain't gonna do a real story and consult with Rain, yeah, and get approval, don't do it. If you're not going to do like when Marlena was raped like 45 years ago, where that was actually a very well-told storyline for that era, then there's no point in telling such a social issue story. Mm-hmm. Because for days, it's such a gimmick. Like, it's such a plot point. Yeah. Such a, you know, they never really take the time to actually sit down and say, wait a second, we can actually reach our you know, 1.7 million viewers with this story. We can get back into households and educate people. We can, you know, make them see what actually happens when a woman or even a man goes through this. You know, they're going to do that on Grey's Anatomy. You know, they're going to do that special episode uh, that was very well written uh, by Krista Vernoff's team about the rape kit. And they're going to win all kinds of awards and um, accolades as they should. But then when it comes to a soap, it's a plot point. It's mostly oh, women have been raped, some of the men. Yes. When you go down a list of days women have been raped in the cast, most of them have been raped. It's ridiculous. I think there is a total, it's either 23 or 26 characters mm-hmm. have been raped in Daisy's history. Um, think about that. That's a lot. Yeah, that's too many. And only like five of those have been well-told social stories. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just enough with genre soap tropes that just you either A, can't tell, or B, aren't fun to tell anymore. You can't really do amnesia in a fresh way in 2021 when the genre has been cranking out soaps for 90 years. You just, you can't do it. 
So anyway, let's talk about the current canvas that we have right now. Lots of characters in Salem, lots of characters we love, some maybe we don't love, but let's get down to who has a story and who doesn't. So Alan, what character in your opinion is the most in need of a story and what kind of story would you give them? Lady because her life is revolving around other people. Even being kidnapped isn't about her, it's about her parents. And she's sniffing around Ben's dick, and lets, we all know he's going to end up with back with Sierra. Even if they end up, each end up sitting on Ben's face, he's still end up with Sierra. So yeah, I want Claire to get a job, maybe go to college, have some drive in life, because we don't know what Sierra, Claire wants. Because she has a goal, she just sits around. That's all she does. And everyone, yeah. everyone else's stories. And Sporting Run is a good actress, so yeah. they can actually do something with her. Yeah, the actor's really good. I love um, Isabella Durant. Um, I think she's a great actress. Um, and I think that they really need to give her more to do. I even liked her from when she came on in the beginning. And I think she's continued to grow a lot as well. Um, and there is so much for Claire to do. I mean, you know, you still have the exploration of her mental illness that you can do, another one of Ron's stories that still hasn't been fully fleshed out. This was mm -hmm. a character in a mental institution. This was a character who was intent on burning people alive. This was a character who was psychologically damaged. So yeah, I mean, there's so much that you can do with the character of Claire. Um, and but even she with- talk to Isabel. basically, at a lot point. So it's she bad. Is. And she's too young to be a talk to. <laughs> she, you know, she is not, you know, Mrs. H. <laughs> she she's not is, Maggie. Yeah, she's a 20-something vibrant character with great backstory. So tap into that. Like, let's tap into that for the summer. Um, Tiggs, what about you? Character most in need of a story? Character most in need of a story. Um... Eli and Lonnie. Oh, a tie. Okay. Um, because I want their lives to be, because I want them not to just be the Keystone cops that got cute little babies. Mm -hmm. Because I think it's like Jack Hay has been a blessing. Yes. But I just don't <laughs> want, I don't want Paulina to kind of overshadow. You know what I'm saying? It's enough story for everybody. You know what I'm saying? I don't want them to kind of be supporting to Paulina's story. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I want Eli and Lonnie to have something of their own. Like, it, you know, they're happily married, but it's time, you know, bring in some ex-boyfriend to Lonnie's. Bring in some ex-girlfriend to Eli. I, like I said, I don't want them to go to obvious route. I don't want Chanel making Google eyes at Eli. Well, with this whole dead body in the lake, team Lonnie up with a new guy on the force who she has to train and stuff for yeah. his first crime scene investigation. Exactly. Something like that. I just want them to, to keep Eli and Lonnie in the forefront. They're hot. They're popular. They didn't promote their wedding like they should have last year. But I just, I want them to really have story and continue to have story and not just be talked to because that's a big problem too when it comes to all soaps. All the Black folks got to be talked to as the saints. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, or if, when they are the bad guys, they ain't never interested in bad guys. And you know they're going to be written off in like six weeks. So it's just like, uh, okay. And it's just just unnecessary stuff. Like, why is Melinda's trash bag? 
Why? Like, like it, it's stuff like that that makes no sense. What was the point of recasting a peripheral character like Melinda Trace? If they could have kept Terrell Tilford as DA Gittins. Like, they could have kept him on. He could have started dating Valerie. That way we could have saw Vanessa Williams, you know, once a month or something like that. Yeah. Valerie could have just been, she could have been working at another hospital. Maybe Valerie's chief of staff at a hospital in the next town over or something like that. Because, you know, they ain't never letting Kayla go with that job. So it's like, you know, they could have done something <laughs> like that. I don't see the point. It made no sense for them to recast Melinda Trask for what? It made no sense when they already had a lot of unnecessary shit Dave be doing. But yeah, Elon Lonnie, I mean, because everybody else is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Jeff has nothing to do with it with Gwen. Um, John and Marlena got a heap of children and grandchildren they got to worry about. Oh, well, mm-hmm. Steve and Kayla need something to do instead of worrying about if Tripp's going to give Allie an oral exam. Um, <laughs> you know? So, mm. that's, that's what I say. We already know um, that George's going to end up raising Henry. He's going to be Uncle Daddy. Yes, you can see it from a mile away already. It's like, like I said, it's stating the obvious. I don't mind that it just, like I said, Tripp and Allie should have had kind of a, like a, a, a hate to love thing. You know, Allie should have been like, you know, she should have had a part-time job at the hospital and her always messing up and running into trip and stuff like that. And trip still being kind of salty at her, like, bitch, you wrongfully accused me of rape. Like, you know, they should have went at it for a little while and then slowly started letting their guard I can't down. remember. So, did Allie talk about her immediately after all that yeah. shit, which is ridiculous. Yeah. That's ridiculous. No woman is going to all of a sudden get a horny for some man she falsely accused of rape. No, <laughs> like, and that is what I hated. I was that's like, insulting yeah. and it's offensive. Yeah. And ain't no it ain't no real man gonna wanna screw somebody that almost destroys their life. <laughs> like that doesn't happen in real life. And things just didn't get like she said, he said, like this went to court. Like there was DNA tests altered, and I mean Tripp's life was ruined. And he's still picking up the pieces, even though he's been proven innocent. Yeah, he held a gun and was going to shoot off his dick. Right. How how can you get a hard-on for someone who's going to shoot off his dick? I don't know. Maybe if she runs the gun up his thigh or something. Maybe it gets him horny or something. Yeah, it just, it makes no sense. She almost filed a civil suit against the man. Exactly. Dad was going to murder him. But, but, But because... He didn't do it or all forget. And because Charlie got what he deserved. No, fuck that. <laughs> like, it's just, and he it's didn't even like have that. time. They've only brought this up once. He didn't even have time to fully process being innocent before Charlie was shot dead. Like, mm-hmm. Trip hasn't had time to process this shit. Allie certainly hasn't had time to process anything. They've botched her psychological recovery of rape so terribly. Yeah. And then I'm still mad at the fact that they bullied her in the raising dinner. She didn't want that fucking baby. <laughs> but they yeah. bullied her in the race. Exactly. Which they could have explored that. You know, why isn't Allie saying to somebody, you know, I did think about abortion at one point. Like, why aren't they talking about these real storylines? If you want to tell a social issue story, don't try to come up with some 
strange plot contrivance for uh, May sweeps, November sweeps. Just have organic dialogue. That's all I ask. She should resent that baby because she was born and raised it. It was a rape baby. She should not be very into being a mother. Yes. Period. Exactly. Um, I think they should definitely have a story, which if I remember, I think they already did this on Young and Restless. I remember, but have a story where she thinks about giving that baby up for adoption and you introduce different couples that she interviews and all of that, because that's probably what a woman somewhere in this world would do. You know, all of a sudden, Allie can't process what's happened to her. It just has to be perfect. And she has to move on with Trip in the summer promo. Like, that's not okay. They're missing a huge, huge story there that needs to be told. And that's how you can kind of tell that they don't care to tell the social issue aspect of that storyline and that it's just plot. They should just let Will and Sonny have a fucking baby. <laughs> there you go. Will could come they back for a week. Yes. I think that would be Shit. perfect if Will and Sonny raised that baby. And then years from now, uh, the show is still on the air. <laughs> but years from okay. now, you if the kid needs a kidney or some shit like that, yes, he'll find out. He'll find out that that you know TT Alley is his mammy. So exactly. you know, like that, they can do that. Yeah, and that's they a soap like, opera. Yes. Um, for me, the character most in need of a story is actually a character Tiggs brought up already, and that is uh, Kayla. I think Kayla is in need of a story outside of Patch. I'm just going to be real with y'all. Hashtag Stayla is great. It's wonderful. It's great to finally have them married. And I think, you know, it should definitely be the last time that they walk down the aisle. Wait, did, did they get married? Did they get remarried again? I thought they got remarried, didn't they? I don't think they got remarried yet. I thought they got remarried. Hold on. I'm going to look that up. No, I think the last time they did get... No, I think that last time was back in 2017 when Shelly Hennon came back. I don't think since they've been back together last year, I don't think Stephen Kayla had actually remarried yet. I thought they got married again. Maybe they did, but I don't think so. Alan... If they did, it was very forgettable. Be the time. Yeah, okay. So, so, so they did. So they did. Okay, third, yep, February 11th is when they got married again. So this they year? did another Valentine's Day wedding. I do not remember that shit. Today on oh, Day you know what, baby? Wasn't they in the Brady Club or something? They were, yeah. Okay, okay. Never mind. Okay. wedding. Yeah. It, so very forgettable. But anyway, you know, so Kayla still works in that hospital, and I would definitely love a hospital centric story to be told. You know, whether it's a budget crisis or a nursing shortage or I feel like Kayla just needs to get back to her roots of being a doctor, something she's always loved. And so what happens if you kind of remove that love of medicine from her? You know, how does that impact a woman who might be close for, you know, to retirement in her career? Um so yeah, I would definitely love them to explore that aspect with Kayla, but I think Kayla definitely needs her own story outside of Steve. You know, people cried and cried and cried for Patch to come back, and he ends up impersonating Joseph Moscolo. So, you know, let's give Kayla a chance <laughs> to get her own story. Yeah, I would have it as like, you know, 
maybe the hospital gets sued for malpractice or something like that. Or we can finally get Mike Horton back. And Mike Horton is just like, you know what? You done ran my grandfather's hospital to the motherfucking ground. Because Kayla has been fucking up. So it's like, you know, they can do something <laughs> like that. Well, and it happens easy. all the time where a chief of staff gets blindsided by a new guy coming in. You know, Mike could be forced to be her co-chief of staff all in the name of booting Kayla out. Kayla yeah. could take it the wrong way, do the hospital on claims of going against a woman being a chief of staff and, you know, mm-hmm. some ageism and sexism. That's perfect. And uh, they can have Steve in the story, you know. It could be Mike, and maybe Mike been doing some bullshit back in Boston. He could put on his PI cap and find some dirt on Mike, and it'll cause, you know, some drama with Jack and Jennifer and shit. They can do all type of stuff. And even you could test their marriage, too, because what if Steve agrees that Kayla retiring wouldn't be all so bad? Yep. And they could finally have time to themselves. And she would go, Pat, you're not on my side in this. The hospital's being ageist and sexist against me. And, you know, Mike Horton's trying to take my job. And you could really test their marriage organically without them having to break up, without yeah. him having to be microchipped in the eye or some shit. You could just mm-hmm. have it flow organically. I think Days of Our Lives is missing a lot of organic story. Yeah. Story that just happens in real life. Yes, Days has always been kind of the candy soap. You know, you go to it for, you know, people diving off cliffs and devil possessions and serial killers and, you know, riverfront knifers and all that. But you also still have to tell organic three-dimensional stories among that, much like James E. Riley himself did. You know, James also told three-dimensional real storylines. So let's talk about executive uh, producing and head writing on the show. Uh, currently, we've got Albert Alar and Ken Corday kind of executive producing the show. We've got Ron Calabardi as the head writer. Alan, on a scale of one to five, what do you give uh, the production of the show? And on a scale of one to five, what do you give the writing of the show? Uh, production, I'm going to give them a four because we know they have peanuts for a budget, but the show actually looks good. Looks better than the end of the rest, which looks really, really cheap. We know they have a bigger budget than Days, which is bad. When Days looks better than you, that is so fucking terrible. Yeah, for writing, three. Ron is on one of his he's okay right now streaks. Hopefully it picks up soon. He hasn't got last year, the rain to fall, it was fucking terrible, whatever. Yeah, definitely. But you know, um, Ron, he's, he's either great for a while, then he goes into terrible, then he goes back to okay, then he goes to good. Yeah, he's got like a weird like uh, predometer in his office, I guess, because you're right. It'd be like, it's not just from bad to good, like bold and beautiful. It's like bad to okay, to good, to great, bad to okay. It's like a vicious cycle for him. Um production i agree with you alan i'm also going to give it a four um i will say the new demera mansion kind of seals the deal for me that set is fabulous yeah um the art department is really killing it right now with these sets 
the hospital, I also find the hospital looks really good. Um, ever since they kind of cleaned it up and didn't make it look as boxy as it once did. Um, I also love that the square kind of looks bigger um, and they have changed out the shop windows like routinely. It's a really nice realistic touch. Um, the only thing I would say from a budget standpoint, and Tiggs, I know you kind of brought this up in previous shows, is the cast rotation is getting a little too much. Yes, I know it's kind of in Days' wheelhouse, but it's getting a little too much. They're starting to rotate out too many important characters like Jennifer and Sarah. Um, so, and then on the flip side of that writing, um, I'm also gonna give the writing a three. Um, I think with everything we've already discussed, People know why I'm giving it a three, much like you, Alan. Um, there's either really bad or really, really good. There's kind of no in between. I would like more real realism injected into the show, uh, such as chabby marital counseling, such as uh, Kayla and Steve not breaking up anymore and just staying together. Um, I want days to kind of find the happy medium balance again. Um, Tiggs, let's go to you though. Uh, Production and writing, scale of one to five, what do you give each of those? Production, I agree with you guys. Production is about a six, seven, four days. Uh, uh, out of five. Oh, out of five. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, I'll give it about a four. I'll give it about a four. Can you say that? Production's about a nine to three. Uh, no, I, I thought you said the scale of one to ten. Okay, on one to five, about a four. So he said, the, the mayor mansion looks great. I hate that we lost the Kuriakis mansion set, but they do that every couple of years. They kind of swap them out. We get a drab, small, tiny funeral home looking set for one. And then we get a great grandiose set for the other. So, you know, that's good. Yeah, I like the hospital set. And I like that they 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 have like a hospital bed, uh, hospital room set that they can swap out. Like, no, they got two actually. They have two, and then they have the office sets that all the doctors use. They just, you know, and sometimes, hell, that's even race office sometimes, too. They just swap little things out, you know. Yeah, um, writing. Yeah, yeah three. <laughs> Ryan Kwan needs to be promoted to co-head writer so he can help clean, Ryan clean some of that mess up. He'll, he'll, he'll take the season and salt out of Ryan's hand, like, Ryan, give me that laurels. That's enough. <laughs> Ron, I'm not letting you put raisins with the potato salad. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know, Ryan Kwan could be the one be like, okay, this is a little too salty. You're passing that little sodium chicken stock. Thank you. And then, you know, <laughs> you know like, or he'll be like, no, Ron, we're not going to use no salt. We're going to use some of this Mrs. Dash, all right? All right. <laughs> so, you know, Ron is a good writer, but he just be doing a little too much. And everybody loves to blame Ron. And I tell people all the time, the bus stops at King Gorday and NBC. They have to approve those stories before they hit the air. Ron just don't run every damn thing over there. Exactly. He doesn't have that they, much of time. Yeah, he don't got that much pull. I wish y'all were real. Not we all. I wish they would realize that. So yeah, just just tighten up the stories. Better execution. Like I said, a co-head writer because Ron has been doing this for four years now, and he needs somebody to pop his hand or to guide him in the right direction sometimes. Eggs, are you cooking? Oh yeah, I'm about to put um I'm making me a rotisserie chicken. I'm about to put this whole chicken in the instant pot. <laughs> Lord, it's like Rachel Ray in podcast form. <laughs> All I heard was like Pam cooking spray or something. 
No, no, no. That was my my freshly cracked sea salt. Oh Lord, child. <laughs> for my for my butter rub. Oh, somebody went to Whole Foods. <laughs> um, Don't play with me. <laughs> so finally, as we wrap things up here, let's look towards the future uh, of Days of Our Lives. Uh, so before we get into category five, which is what uh, we like on the show and want to see developed a little further, uh, let's discuss the ratings for the show. Uh, so lately, the ratings have actually kind of been on a bit of a summer upswing. Uh, the show is almost averaging 1.7 million viewers um, a week. And then you also have the fact that they're beating some major people in the key women to 1849 demo. Uh, they managed to beat the second half of Let's Make a Deal. They're beating the talk. And they're also beating some other key competitors as well. Uh, so even though the other soap operas continue to stay above Days of Our Lives, it's got to be noted that they are placing very well in the women 18 to 49 demographic, which is advertising dollars. Uh, so Alan, let's go to you. What do you think of Days' ratings as they stand right now with them even beating those key shows? Is the talkie show low? <laughs> the, the ratings of talk are terrible. If Days is beating, that's fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, talk is not a key show. It's probably an endless year. But yeah, great little numbers have risen. And they got a two year deal renewal. Well, and apparently it's the freaking streaming numbers are keeping them afloat. So that's great. Yeah. The streaming numbers are fantastic for the show. Um, I was shocked to see in the recent ratings report that they were beating today with Hoda and Jenna and women 18 to 49. I was. <laughs> That's usually um, a really well-placed show in that demographic. And it just goes to show, you know, NBC has always been so gung-ho on putting on 48 hours of today. And if it was up to them, Days of Our Lives probably would not be on the air too much longer because it would probably be another hour of today. So I'm really happy to see that they be a key hour of today in the key demographic. Um, Tiggs, what do you think of the show's ratings? Uh, I mean, they're, they, they're pretty good. They're pretty good considering. Pretty good and like... I mean, yeah, they had a 1.7 in household ratings, but as we all know, like, it's the shit on the NBC app. So that, between that and, and DVR, or some people watching it on Peacock, that's probably a whole another 500,000 viewers right there. Yeah. Because, you know, one of the reasons why streaming is so great for soaps is because a lot of people are just like, well, I don't got time to watch it, you know? Exactly. But with, you know, with the pandemic and everything, a lot of us are still working from home. So you know you you might you might zip through an episode of days on your um your, on your lunch break while you eating eating or while you feeding your kids or you know you may be somebody that you know lives in Allen's neck of the woods and you know you 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 may live in Jersey or and you may work in, in in New York and your commute lasts a whole episode of days of our lives like girl let me see what Nicole doing today I'm gonna call you back you know stuff like that That's it's so I much easier that. yeah it's so much easier to watch soaps nowadays. And when I'm getting work. ready, before I step out the door in the morning, it takes me about 40 minutes. And so that's an episode. And yeah. so I'm always yeah, yeah, going to watch this. Yeah, people, people have it on, you know, and days, all four soaps are like this. But days for me is kind of the main one. 
because you have those people they may not watch every day or they may just binge on the weekends or something like that because even though they have a busy life and they may live some hoity-toity life or something like that they're gonna want to know what Sam, Samantha Jane doing they're gonna want to know what Marlena doing they're gonna want to know if somebody didn't lock Taylor in, in a in a in a, a, a goddamn hope chest and threw her ass in the river like they want to know what the hell's going on so okay oh, blind what did the bitch got cataract what's wrong with her? so you know something like that so, <laughs> Not the cataracts <laughs> that you know people still keep up with the soaps and now they can they you, you can watch literally watch days doing anything yeah like you could be going for a jog outside and just be listening to the episode to your AirPods. You know what I'm saying? And all and you gotta do is look down when they play long bits of music. <laughs> and that's exactly. It. To make sure, like, if somebody did. Yeah, I know, right? Make sure. Oh, right. Dan's trying on more coats at Burning. Right, but, oh, somebody just farted. It's okay. <laughs> okay, Drake Augustine. <laughs> So anyway, let's get into our final category out of the five. And that is something we're liking that we want the show to tap into a little bit more. So Alan, what are you liking that you want days to explore a bit more? I want more stories crashing into each other because like Jan kidnapping kidnapping Claire and having finding Chloe in the trunk of the car. That was a great moment. That was a great moment because I love it when it happens on soap. Well, two stories that are completely separate just crash right into each other. I love that what happens on soaps because that makes it feel like everything's conducted. Yep. You're watching a whole canvas and a whole town. And that's great soap. I want, I want more of that. I agree. I think they do that a lot on General Hospital, which kind of brings their stories more together. But I would like to see it on Days too because I think Days... Um, and I understood it a little bit when they came back from COVID, but you know, now since they've kind of been able to settle back down into their production again, I think story segregation needs to stop. Um, it, the show kind of doesn't flow well a lot of the times anymore because on Monday it will be 10 characters with two stories. Tuesday will be totally 10 different new characters with two stories. It needs to start blending in again. Like you said, Alan, it needs to feel like a town again. Um, well, that's because block taping. They had to block tape all those people for COVID. Yeah. That's why we had that. But again, you know, now that, you know, they're settled back into production, I think they need to start like shoring up the loose ends a little bit more uh, to just make a cohesive show. Um, Tiggs, what about you? What's an aspect you're liking that you would like to see explored a bit more? Um, the aspect that I'm liking is Sean and Bell driving story. Mm-hmm. And Martha Madison and Brandon Beamer don't need to get fired again. They need to be on contract because it's such a comfort with Hope being, you know, Lady Mad- Mademoiselle on Lifetime and, <laughs> and, um, and, and, and Bo being a mercenary in Bosnia, because he ain't dead, damn it. I okay. just... <laughs> <laughs> okay, Tiggs. It, it just feels good that my sailor man and Tinkerbell are driving story. Sean and Bell got enough of a rest. Yes, when they when they brought them out of 08, they needed to go, because John and Bell was getting on my goddamn nerves. But now, they're at a certain age where they need to be driving more story. They, they you know, they're living in Hope's house. 
I, I would prefer that Sean was the chief of police, but Rafe needs something to do, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, Bell needs to open up a practice. And like you said, it, it's time to, you know, explore Claire's um Claire's mental state. And because there's a reason why she turned out the way she did. She turned out the way she did because she had two immature, self-centered-ass parents who focused more on getting back together and breaking up than raising their damn daughter. Exactly. And then they and then they kept Claire away from everybody. Because that was a sticking point for Claire and Sierra. Claire was jealous because, I mean, Sierra got to go up around everybody. You know, Sean and Belle took her on that stupid boat like Bowen Hope did him. Yes. But, but, but instead of, you know, actually bringing her back when it counted, they brought her back when she was 37 years old. <laughs> yeah. By the time she came back, Hell Caroline was on her last leg. She, Shit. she had to come back to Dina Higley. That would have okay, made Caroline was like, who that? <laughs> who that? that cl- hey, baby. Like, you know, so. <laughs> yeah, just a lot more Sean and Belle. And it helps with that whole Horton aspect, too, and the Brady aspect. Yes. Because, yeah, there needs to be more Brady's on the campus because, yes, you have Sammy. And then, you know, you have Sierra. That's the point, too. Look, I'm tired of the bullshit. Recast. I love Victoria Conifal, but look, damn it. As soon as that baby books the pilot, she's 24 years old. She's out of that bitch as soon as she books the pilot. And I don't have time. Ben and Sierra are a popular couple. Robert Scott Wilson would be hot with this goddamn Gatorade bottle right here. He don't need no help. <laughs> this is a, because this, I get it. I get that it, they didn't want to recast for the whole Back from the Dead reunion. Fine. But her coming back in a couple of months, that would have been the perfect time to recast. Her and Ben are strange. They have to work their way towards back each other, towards each other again. Robert Scott Wilson just signed a contract. Like, y'all can't keep doing this where, you know, you write Victoria in for about six weeks, then write her back out for two, three months. Like, that's not going to work. Cause like I said, as soon as that girl booked the pilot, she out of there. As soon as the CW comes sniffing around her, she gone. And you know, it's the like CW. A couple months ago, she's only there until something better comes along. Yeah, exactly. like, it's just, right. It's just, we can, and the same thing with Eric. Like, they, they, they can't, I know Ken Corday getting so far to die just in life. Oh, this is always the, this is always a plan, you know, to, to get Greg to come back. You're a fucking lie. You a lie. He probably just came back because he ain't worked in a goddamn year because of COVID. That's why he came back. He told he got Angie a family Harmon, to feed. Okay, he told Angie Harmon, baby, I'll be back. Let me make this, 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 this paycheck real quick. I'll be back home. Like, you know, I mean, because we all know Eric ain't staying. This is just to break him in the cold up and they can justify him being off the campus. Um, that, that's my whole thing. They need to have necessary characters on canvas and on contract. I understand y'all can't afford to have 30 contract players, but you can dance show afford about 16, 17 and have everybody else be recurring. Sarah needs to come back and her and Xander need to be rebuilt. Because I wouldn't mind a Sarah... Xander Gwen Triangle because it makes sense for Gwen and, and, and Xander to be together. They're outcast. He's become friends with Jack. They're both sexy Brits. They both ain't worth shit. Like, yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing it. They can team together. Yeah. And they need to do something with Chad. I don't want them to try to go to obvious route with him and Gwen. Do something. <laughs> you want to give Claire something to do. Let her do Chad. Oh. Yeah, Chad and Claire, like uh, okay, 
That because be you know, fun. that's what the fuck you do. That her her and Abigail are cubbies. She'll come back and be like, well, what the fuck is going on up in here? Now, real quick, Tig. So I just had to look it up because I wanted to see the full day's cast. They have 34 contract players. Yeah, they have a lot of people on contract right now. I was going to say half of that cast ain't on contract. Uh, they well, will probably have very low guarantees. Yeah, or or they're only on like three, four month contracts. I guarantee you. Out well, of honey, them people, three, four months need to speed up because I can see about six names here that I don't need on that campus. Yeah, because it's just like no, like I mean, there are a couple of characters they could have written. Because like I said, that's why I said Hope needs to be recast, but just long enough to wrap some things up. She yeah, recast for six months. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then just write her back out. You know, sure, fine, whatever. Even not even for six months, six weeks. You know, let her wrap things up and then let Shane ask her to join the ISA. And she could take her ass over there to Bob. Oh, Shane. Oh. <laughs> like I said, like they can cough up some type of money. I would have bought Christian Alfonso back for three weeks, let her say her goodbyes. And her last scene would have been her going to an undisclosed location. I don't and- know why they couldn't have just brought her back for a day and have her do a yeah, quote unquote Zoom call with Sierra. Yeah, I don't think she wanted to do it. I think she yeah. was like, no. Yeah, she probably didn't. That's why everybody on Twitter like, well, Christian, I said, Christian ain't thinking about no damn soap operas right now. She doing, she getting lifetime. Todd, you know what? I don't care. Get your VC Andrews money. Yeah, but no, get but it, if they girl. wanted to, they could have got her back for a couple of weeks. She could have said her goodbyes. She could have joined the ISA. She could have got to an indisclosed location, talking to a chair. The chair turns around. It's Peter motherfucking Rep. Bam, that could have been it. Oh, honey, you're going to blow the show's budget. <laughs> Not that they bring back Peter Rucker for five seconds. He ain't even got to say nothing. All the fans know that Bo's alive, Hope is with him. Don't nobody else know, but that's all right. You could do CGI. You could just set him in like CGI like they do on Grey's Anatomy. That, that, that could have been that too. Like It could have been like they could have had Peter Rucker. They could have paid him a, 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 a couple of stacks to do five seconds. Like, you know, it, it wouldn't have been nothing. Because, you know, him and Christian Alfonso allegedly can't stand each other. So, you know, if they didn't want to be in the same room together, they could have did that, too. That's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> um, we need to do that, though. Top five soap couples that hated each other, but we love. But we love. Oh, um, you, probably, you probably need more than five for that. Because it's yeah, we'll need to do a top 30. <laughs> Um, for me, something that I really like about Days that I wish they would explore more is getting invested in romantic pairings. You know, Days is definitely the romance. So um, we see a lot of romance headed into the summer, and we always know they get some stuff going for the fall for like the holidays that come up in the fall. Um, but I feel like they really need to get reinvested and with their tentpole couples again with Sean and Belle with John and Marlena, with Victor and Maggie, um, and even some new couple prospects. You know, you guys had mentioned Claire and Chad. And so I feel like they really need to get re kind of centered around who they want their tentpole couples to be. Um, Because like I mentioned with Steve and Kayla, you don't have to constantly break couples up for angst and drama on a soap opera. They can explore real issues together. the one I'm most interested in, of course, is uh, Lucas and Sammy, especially with EJ coming back this summer. 
Um, but I would really love to see some other couples come into play. Yeah, right. like, they needed more building with Jake and Gabby because I mean, they when do. Jake Gabby, yeah. When Jake and Gabby did start heating up, you know, Camilla Bannis was seemingly leaving the show for good. So they just randomly wrote Gabby out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But then when Gabby comes back, well, me and Jake were together before we left. Y'all slept together and then you left, girl. It wasn't like y'all had a full-on exactly. relationship before you left. You know, and she didn't like him. She he spent months dissing her. Like basically right. treating her like she was a lifetime psycho. Right. Stupid. And, yeah. and all because they had one good role in the hay before she left last summer. Now it's just, why well, don't see Stephanie anymore? I just see you. And blah blah blah. I'm just like, girl. Only you make me wet, Jake. Not your Stefan. (laughs) 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 Lord, Alan, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Anyway, um, before we leave, of course, uh, news recently broke that Robert Hogan uh, has passed away at the age of 87. Um, Among his many credits in the soap opera genre, he played the roles of Will Austin and Scott Banning Sr. on Days of Our Lives. Um, our thoughts and prayers are with his family and loved ones at this difficult time. Um, but anyway, in the meantime, Alan, where can our listeners find you on the Bird app? Alice wrap up. Child Lord in the morning. <laughs> I, Lord, first it was Marlena that was possessed. Now it's Alan. Um, Tiggs, where can they find you, dear? Icing my foot at the best part, too. Shit. <laughs> Icing your foot, making rotisserie chicken. <laughs> oh, oh whew. you don't know how much it took me to limp over to that kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, you act like you Brit with the Huntington disease marker. Time. I am. <laughs> I'm doing a Harlem shake. Shit. <laughs> Do mistake your leg. Um, you can find me, uh, in the words of Whitney Houston, where do broken hearts go? They go to my Twitter, at KCSH. You can find our show um, on Facebook and Twitter at the chat underscore podcast. And we look forward to seeing all of you next week. Damn, that was a really good idea on my part. Claire and Chad. Damn, that was good. I'll drink to that. I'll see y'all next week, y'all. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Thank you.